You are listening to episode 27 of our podcast. My name is Dieter Randolph. And I'm Jenny Randolph. It's been quite a weekend, hasn't it? It has. It's been a long, a long week up until this point. The last time that we recorded, it's we've done a lot. And I was, I was trying to get my thoughts together about what we were going to kind of talk about, what's been going on in our life. And it was... We kind of had to narrow it down, otherwise this podcast would be like four hours long. Well, before we start recording, we always sit here on the hashtag orange couch and we talk a little bit about what we're going to talk about. And so we said, okay, well, here's our gather round segment where we talk about what we've been up to and what, you know, what have you been doing? And, you know, we live together. We're best friends. We spend every waking moment together, more or less. And so we already kind of know, but it's usually we, we have to pick out, okay, well, People know a lot of this stuff, so what what's new and exciting? What are we up to? But this time, it's because there has been so much and kind of reliving all of it. It's been a whirlwind uh, few days, hasn't it? It has. So some of the high points from this last little bit, um, the last few days, have been watching the kids perform at the hideaway. That was really, really great. Yeah. And, and just to give you some context, um, our daughter, Raina, is a teacher at a few of the schools in the area and she's music. a teach music schools right and she teaches at this rock school and she helps to rehearse and and kind of manage um a 12 year old girl all girl band called sugar rush and so they were performing as well at the hideaway and there was a there was a lot of bands and kids performing that go through the school that have been taught through the school and so miles and Raina were kind of fillers you know, they, yeah, because they wanted mm-hmm. they wanted some of the teachers to perform, and so Raina got up and performed, and and Miles was uh, her accompanist, the fellow that plays the guitar, and uh, and uh, it was really fun to see them. Obviously, we're huge fans of of our amazing children, but it was really cool seeing the twelve year old girls band up there. I loved it. Just I thought killing they were it. Great. Yeah, yeah, and there was another band. I didn't catch the name of the other band, but they were all kids as well, and this uh you know probably thirteen year old girl bass player with her hair shaved on one side and the, and uh playing the pixies i was like that's i think every teenager needs to know about the pixies it'll get you out of some trouble if you just have that emotional grounding yeah but it was just really cool and by the way the hideaway is just such a cool venue in st petersburg it's kind of for musicians by musicians kind of a thing mm-hmm. and it's it's cool because they have live music all the time but they also have a recording studio in the back and and, and they have good food, too. Yeah. They really do. And there's a sign on the door that says, this is a listening space. So please, I can't remember the verbiage on the sign, but it's like, please be quiet, don't talk loud, whisper when the musicians are playing. And, and there's a level of respect that I just really adore. And just one more of a million reasons why St. Pete is such a cool town. And it was just so neat being there. I haven't gone out to see live music in a pretty long time. Of course, it's extra special when it's your kid. But just all the way around, I forgot how great that is. Yeah, it was a it was a fun. So that was something that was really cool that happened uh, the last couple of days. And then after we got done at the hideaway, um, we we headed downtown to get some ice cream and to kind of just you know. Have you noticed that a lot of events in our lives are punctuated by ice cream? I don't think we're strange. I though. don't have a problem with that. No. Let's, let's be clear. Mm-mm. But I think there should be more ice cream in life. But I'm it just okay occurs to me that that's kind of that's that's how I punctuate. <laughs> but anyway, so we headed downtown, and and it was Pride Weekend here yeah. in St. Pete. And what's really cool is that we have, I think, one of the very very few nighttime parades. Um, 
that goes on and that really kind of adds another extra layer of kind of awesomeness because it's happening you get to put glow in the dark sticks all over right. you and bracelets and earrings and, and stuff that that's it's really fun and last year we marched in the pride parade this year we didn't get to it was a timing thing yeah it was what, just timing we, we had to make well it. We, the next morning we had to get up and do a workshop and some stuff and it just didn't work out but I'm so proud of our city because really pride is not just the parade, but it's all weekend long and we got to be part of some festivities that took place other times during the weekend and just just applauding the fact that St. Petersburg, Florida, the finest city on the face of the earth, is not one of the largest cities on the face of the earth, not even one of the largest cities in this country, but we have, for, for all kinds of reasons, one of the largest pride celebrations mm-hmm. anywhere in the world. And I am so proud of our city, once again, another of a million reasons why this is just such a great town but i'm so so proud there's the word of the way in which we can come together as a city and stand up for something important i i just think it's so beautiful and it's a sign you know obviously we got a whole lot more growing to do but it's really nice to to feel like you know what the the right people are winning you know it's it's pretty cool it was it was just really nice to see all of the businesses participating in some really obvious ways and some kind of subtle ways. Like our one of our favorite coffee places, um, Kawa, um, you could go in and get rainbow sprinkles on your latte if you wanted. Yeah. And it was just like a nice little subtle way to say, hey, we're here, we got you. You know, this is the there thing. were some businesses that put out banners. There were others that had, um, you know, huge signs and lights and went all out and it was really cool. And I think it also sort of brought awareness. One of one of the nicest things was that I saw um, our mayor, I don't know if he initiated it or if it was, it was probably somewhere, but, you know, I think he probably pushed, you know, that through, was the idea of these safe places. Mm. You know, you, can, you now see this, the stickers for, you know, LGBTQ people, to go in and it is a safe place. You're not going to, you know, if you're feeling... Nobody's going to harass you. Or right, anything. exactly. If you're feeling scared or like you you need a, a safe place yeah. that you could go in. And so it was really neat to see those stickers up in the windows. And, and I'm just, I'm very happy with the way that this city and the people that live in this city are um, so progressive and, and, and feel good about moving forward because... You know, just like all the t-shirts say, love is love. and Yeah. Well, and I think that it's, you know, look, I, I happen to be, you know, I am a Caucasian male. And so there's a big hunk of a this. A straight Caucasian yeah, male. Yeah, there's a big hunk know? of this that, that it's, I, I am in no position to be a spokesperson for anything. I recognize that and, and all of that. However, it seems to me, for what my opinion is worth, one of the reasons that civil rights has come as far as it has. Once again, got a long way to go not saying that, but one of the reasons it's come as far as it has is because when you look at another person, you can see that they are of a different ethnicity because their skin is a different color, for example. They they look different and so on. But when when it's about LGBTQ stuff, you can't know that by looking at somebody. And so it's possible for people to live in a bubble and not be aware that, oh wait, they go to the grocery store? You know, they like their children, you know, these kinds of things. I know that sounds silly, but I think that's a big deal because it's so easy for bigoted people to act like different people are from another planet. And so for a city to have time where it's like, 
look, look, they have t-shirts. This is a thing. The rainbow flag is everywhere. This is real people doing normal things changes the conversation in a huge way. And so even little things like sprinkles on your coffee, obviously that's not the end-all be-all, but every little moment chips away at that wall of ignorance. And so I'm so proud of that. And it reminds me that whatever your the thing is that you're thinking about, be out about it. Share your story. Tell who you are. Let people know your truth without you having to say a word. I think that's how we grow. Oh, absolutely. Well, another thing that I want to really just talk about, because it was such a long-filled... and yeah, it was, it was filled, bad, just full. It wasn't, it was, yeah, like I said, it wasn't bad. It was just full, but... I was I was ready for a little bit of a of a break by the end of the week and you were so sweet and I didn't even know that you did this but you you know that I like this company and the company is called um Herbivore and they're a really really neat company they they do really good sourcing of all of their ingredients of their products but um Herbivore does like body scrubs and bath soaks and all kinds of stuff. So uh, you got this for me and it came in the mail actually today and I haven't used it. And as soon as we are done recording this, I'm going to go and take a coconut milk bath soak. That's that's what I'm gonna do. Well, and you I, have you do yes. have a very good husband, I have to say. Yes, but I have you surprised to... me and it was so sweet and it smells so good. Well, I have to admit, though, that I did not remember that you liked that brand. I didn't know that. What I knew is I was looking for something nice to do for you, and I researched the company and found out they didn't do animal testing. They don't buy anything from Monsanto and so on and so forth. I had no idea. And then I go in the bathroom, and there's jars from that company that I must have walked by a hundred times. Well, it was in your subconscious and see so that there, means that, that me leaving things around for you to see is, is a good way to get it. No but the other product that I really love that I have that I've used over and over and over again is their cocoa rose body scrub. It smells it's made with coconut oil and it's got rose essential oil in it and it's a scrub and it's just it's it's just luxury. It's just so good well, and it, you just Here's how simple-minded I am, though. I was happy that the thing I bought you, the coconut milk bath, whatever it is, um, is not something you already owned. No, but no. I wanted, I wanted it, though, to, but I, I was like, do something oh, nice I need for to you. finish up my other yeah. one. I wanted to do and... something nice for you, and I remembered that the other day we went out to lunch, and you got a drink that had coconut in it, and you liked it. Because I think like a third grader, <laughs> but it works out for me every once in a while. And so no, I'm, I love I'm quite it. proud that that worked out. No, I love it. No, it was, a, it was a coconut mojito is what I had the other day, and it was really, really That's good. That's also my pseudonym. No, and it was so good that like I am in investigating recipes for it mm. and um yeah so we may we may have those in the house later on this week oh, but it was fine. really really good and I was I enjoyed it and so you know it's like coconut inception so it's like what happens when you soak in a coconut milk bath and you drink a coconut mojito while you're in the bath I think I think that's the alternate plot for that movie <laughs> altered states where he's in the sensory deprivation thing they were going to go another direction with it where it's used it's just all girl drinks and bath soaps but they decided not to because William Hurt oh would God. not participate oh good lord that's that's horrible
As we dig in tonight, I wanted to talk about, there, there's something that just, for whatever reason, just sort of keeps ringing in my consciousness. You know how it's like a song stuck in your head? But for me, sometimes I do that with things like movie quotes and stuff like that. In this case, I keep thinking about this line that Anthony Quinn gives in uh, Lawrence of Arabia, mm-hmm. where he says, I'm a river to my people. And in my own defense, he says it a few times during the movie. Mm-hmm. He's the leader of this tribe. And he's talking about how giving he is. I'm mm-hmm. a river to my people. I don't keep anything for myself. And so on. the secret of my leadership is that, once again, I'm a river. And I love that line. And I say it to myself sort of ironically when I'm, you know, doing somebody else's dishes for the fifth time that day <laughs> or whatever. But it is, it's a great quote. It, it reminds me of a number of things. It reminds me that, as we've talked about, I think, on the podcast once or twice, my favorite concept for uh, prosperity is that word affluence. It comes from the same root as the word fluid. If you've heard me talk about this, I apologize, but it bears repetition because we live in a culture that thinks that prosperity is about accumulation when affluence is about flow. And I love that. So part of this is if you want to get good at life, learn how to flow. Because what you're saying when you can be a giving person is I'm not afraid. It's really good to know that you're not the source and you're not the destination, but rather you're you're part of that flow. But the other piece of it is that if you want to get good at life, take care of people. Yeah. But uh, you know, and I love everything that you that you're saying about that. Do you do you remember um uh Anthony Quinn's character's name in Lawrence of Arabia? No, but I was trying to think of it as I was saying that. I uh... Okay, his first his first it's based you know, it's based on a real life character. Yeah, T. E. Lawrence, T. E. L- Lawrence right. wrote wrote, mm-hmm. wrote a book called The Seven Pillars of Wisdom right. that I have on back order on Amazon because it's out of print. So I'm yeah, his name it. is Auda Abu Tai. Wow, and um, that's that's his name, and so that, you're he right. says, I he just says, no wonder I'm, I couldn't remember. I am, you know, I am Auda, and and he's actually really the leader and the reason for the um, a, a very significant figure in the Arab revolt during that time, which is why even though he's kind of a not a minor character, but kind of a minor character in Lawrence of Arabia, but. Um, yeah, I just, but I do, I love that scene and it is so significant. But even as you are talking about that, that whole movie sort of represents what we're talking about. Well, yeah, if that was Star Wars, uh, Lords of Arabia is Luke Skywalker and Omar Sharif is Han Solo and Alec Guinness oh, yeah. is Obi-Wan is Kenobi o- yeah, yeah, and yeah. then uh, uh, Anthony Quinn is Chewbacca or something like that. They yeah. don't give him a lot. But that line just really resonated with me and it made me think of, um, Buckminster Fuller, hero of mine. He wrote the book Spaceship Earth and Operating Manual. They made you read it in college, maybe. You should go read it again. It'll take you an hour to get through it, and it's just fun and gorgeous. But one of the things he says is we should define rich not by how much stuff we have, but by our ability to take care of each other. A rich society is not one with the biggest buildings and shiniest airplanes or biggest military scary stuff. Yeah, it's if is everybody is everybody fed? How good are how, we at taking you know, care of each other? Do you have hungry people in your city? Is this something that you're dealing with? And yeah. exactly. No, I, I really I really absolutely agree with that. And there's political ramifications and that, you know, obviously 
it wouldn't take long to follow me on Facebook to see where I am on the political spectrum, but I'm not talking about that right now. What I'm talking about is let's take it to a personal level. If you want to prosper, learn how to take care of people. I'm not talking about codependence. We're not making it okay for people, but there's a difference. And the difference is something that, that you and I talk about a lot. It's the concept of El Jefe. Mm-hmm. And I, I, that's a silly thing, but it I don't know when it first happened. There was a couple of stories where we have been in a situation where there's been like a big family and there's like, you know, all kinds of generations. And then there's the grandma and grandpa kind of sitting at the head of the table. You know, we've been in restaurants. I remember we were staying at a hotel one time. And it was clear that grandma and grandpa were, were sitting by the pool and different family members were coming up to them. And mm-hmm. grandma and grandpa were just taking care of everybody. Yep. They were giving out money or they were giving advice, advice. Or they were taking a kid in or passing a kid back. or. And there's just such yeah. such a beautiful thing about that. And so one or the other, it's been so long that I don't even remember who coined the phrase. And El Jefe, I think it was you. I, I think said, it look, was at, you. look at El Jefe over there. Right. And obviously, if you know the phrase, it means like the boss. Yeah, you know? the chief, the yeah. boss. Yeah. By the way, sidebar. Um, we're, we've already discussed what we want our grandchildren to call us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not going with like peepums or peepa or whatever. Um, I want my grandchildren to call me El Jefe, and I will enforce that with with every fiber of my being. Now, I know it probably won't happen. No, it probably won't, and you will melt the first time they call you anything, so you don't get to choose that. El Jefe is what I'm going for. Well, you can give it a good shot. But so we've had those times where, where you and I have said to each other, you know, we're going out with a bunch of people. We really should pick up the the tab just let's be all half eight tonight just like take care of everybody yeah and i have to say that it's really nice to have to have somebody else make you feel like you're taken care of it's a nice thing Mm -hmm. but it's also incredibly gratifying so this is the thing learn how to pick up the tab sometimes you can't do that financially but that's not all i'm saying the question i put to you listening to this is what can you do to let the people in your life know that they're covered you know, that that stuff's going to be handled. Because remember, that's what God does for us when we learn how to trust. And so how can you emulate that behavior? If you're the image and likeness of God, how can you remind people that, you know what, I got this. You're cool. And I just, I really want to clarify because I think that this can be skewed in a way of feeling the burden of this responsibility of taking care of everybody. That's how you know you're given from the wrong place. Exactly. But I want to address that because it's really easy to go, oh, well, I guess I should make sure that everybody is okay. And I guess it's my job. And, you know, if I don't get up and, you know, pedal, the world doesn't spin. Right. You know, and so, so there is that pressure. And I want to be, I want to be very clear that that is not what we're talking about. We are talking about the idea that you take care of your own. Mm-hmm. But that it doesn't come but from that you. It, right. But that it doesn't come from you. It comes through you. And I think when you are doing that, it's an effortless, joyful process. And so check yourself the next time you're doing something that you feel led to do for other people. You are taking care where is that coming from? Where are your feelings coming from? Is it misplaced? Because there is that thing in the Bible, pearls before swine. 
Mm-hmm. And I have absolutely done that. And I know that I'm not alone. Where you think, okay, well, I'm going to give and I'm going to give and I'm going to give. And it is never reciprocated. It is never, you know, been gratefully received. In fact, sometimes they turn on you and they completely resent everything that you've ever done. And and so it becomes like this bizarro world in your mind because you're like, okay, well, you know, I thought I was doing a good thing. I thought I was being nice. And now, now you've made me mad that I, <laughs> that I wasted all this time, all this money, all this effort. So I do think that, that that needs to be addressed. Well, there's a couple of pieces there, right? There's the difference between this giving attitude, the El Jefe, the caretaker, the, the, the parent emulator. There's a difference between that attitude and the codependent attitude. And you've already touched on part of it. Part of it is check your feelings. If you feel like, oh, it's a burden, but I'll do it anyway, stop right now, step back, take a breath. Maybe it's not your time to do this, or maybe you're not in the right mental state to do this, or just maybe you haven't learned what you need to learn. This is not about that. So part one is you are not allowed to see the other person as less than or a burden because grandma and grandpa, for example, love you because you're awesome. So can you see the person that you're trying to give to as capable, strong, wonderful, better than you. That's the thing. I give to you because you are so awesome. I want you to just focus on being awesome and I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to make sure there's ketchup in the ketchup dispenser so that you can go do your dream, you know. So part of it is I don't see you as less than. I don't see you as a burden. I don't, you know, watch your feelings when you're doing that kind of thing. But that goes back to the deeper thing is make sure that you are not trying to be the source. Be an active channel for good, for plenty, for love. Be an active, conscious channel of that. But don't ever think you're the source of it. If you feel like it's coming from you, and by the way, one of the tests for that is, does it wear you out? Well, or are you doing it in the martyr state? Are you doing it in the, well, you know, they'll they'll appreciate me when I'm gone. You or, know, or, or if I don't do it, it won't get done. You know what? Right. If you really believe that, then you've gone right back around to thinking that person is incapable. Right. Because what you're really saying is they can't do this. And that should never be it. I give to you because I know you can do it. But I give to you because I want to be a part of this flow. Because I am clapping for you that's where that comes from the idea of of picking up the tab of letting somebody else know that they're covered is a way that you can remind yourself you know what i'm stepping into the flow another way to look at all of this is can you find a way to be a mentor because as we all know you never really learn anything until you set yourself up to teach it i became a much better driver when I was called upon to teach my kids how to drive. You know what I mean? I I know the books that I teach in you know, when I teach lessons in truth, Christian healing, whatever, I know those books so much better now because I teach them. Mm-hmm. And life is like that. Set yourself up to be a a demonstration. Decide that you're worth that. That you can show people by your thought and your word and your action, by your life, show people what you love. Okay, so I'm going to flip the script on you here a little bit. I'm going to ask you, if you are in that El Jefe role, if you're <laughs> in the, the boss role, mm-hmm. and you are the river, it's coming through you, you're doing everything else, 
how tricky is it? Because I'm sitting here listening and I'm sitting here thinking about all the examples that we have in our life and everything like that. How tricky is it to get your ego out of the way to allow somebody else to be that for you? And if you're in that, you know what I mean? So I think that that is definitely another aspect of it. It's like, yes, you can be a river to your people, but can you accept it from, you know, somebody that may come into your life as well? Absolutely. That's the trick. I think it is. Because it's an ego trip. If well, you get see, to be the, the boss difference. of everything, it, right. it can be really, it's, but it's not about really being awesome. the boss. It's about being the river. And so, yes, you can allow your river to be fed through multiple tributaries, just to beat that metaphor into the ground. But what we're really talking about is maturity, and maturity has to do with the transition from external assurance. You know, mm-hmm. when you're when you're immature, you need people outside of you to tell you you're okay. When you grow up, you have an internal sense of it's okay. It is an embodiment of that greater is he who is within me than he who is in, within the world. And so the idea is if I'm really mature, age had nothing to do with it. If I'm really mature, there's a, something inside of me that I get my security and my stability and my confidence from. And so that can't be bruised by somebody else doing for you as well. Well, it That's just part of it. Right. It just also makes me think that everything kind of works that way. If you are the kind of person that can get really good at this of mm-hmm. taking care, then it probably means you're pretty good at your prosperity and it probably means that you're really good at your relationships because nobody wants to just have a one-sided loving relationship. You don't want to be the one giving the love all the time. Sometimes you want to receive the love back or and again, the money flows in, but it's got to flow out too. Well, but see, that's the thing. A, a healthy river has got, you know, right. the, that, that both directions, you know, the in and the out. And that's the thing. If you are giving from the right place, you know how good it feels. Mm-hmm. And I get to give to you by letting you give to me, you know, and that's how the, the dog catches its tail there is I give you that opportunity, you know. And so it's the whole thing. It makes me think of, you know, the, that biblical phrase, the Lord loves a, uh, a cheerful giver. Mm-hmm. And we are told that the actual word that gets translated as cheerful ought to be translated as something like hilarious. So the Lord loves a hilarious giver. In other words, over the top, outrageous, so delighted with it. And that, in turn, makes me think of that archetype of El Jefe-ness that a lot of people can attach to. It's those uh, most interesting man alive commercials. Mm-hmm. That's an El Jefe right. kind of guy. The more than more than more. Yeah, yeah. But the thing that's so great about it is if you think about those commercials, which are just wonderful and delightful. I know someone who grew a beard just based on the fact that that guy's got a beard in the commercial. You know, mm-hmm. That level, and I get it. You know, most. Dudes I I know have seen those commercials and they want to be that guy. That's the El Jefe guy. But when you watch the commercials and you watch that actor, what he's portraying is not condescension ever. It's not ego ever. He seems to be genuinely delighted by what's going on. He is absolutely playing with the people around him. 
He's interacting in fun ways, and he is grooving on that. He's into it. He's having fun with people. He clearly is not looking down on anybody. So that think about that. The hilarious giver attitude is we're all in this together. Here's all of me. Here's how awesome. Here's the full laser beam-like focus of my awesomeness. And because I am giving from that place, I behold it in you too, and now we're dancing together. And that's when awesome things happen. But it can only happen if you set yourself up to be a river, if you set yourself up to be a giver. Mm -hmm. Every time, every time, every time, if you want to prosper, you've got to learn how to give, but give with joy. Right. Or, if, don't, or don't give. Yeah, if you can't give with joy, because remember, this, right. the universe is not made out of matter, mm -hmm. and it is not made out of energy. Energy is a physical thing. The universe is not made out of physical things. The universe is made of spirit. And so if you give in the spirit of irritation, lack, fear, uh, whatever, anger, you are giving anger, limitation, fear, so on and so forth. doesn't matter. I could hand you a million dollars, but if right. I hand it to you with a with a ridiculous attitude of how much I don't like you and how I'm better than you or this is a hardship, that's what I'm going to get more of. It doesn't matter what the gift is. Right. That is never, it's it's the, the widow's might. You know, you give what you have. You give from that place of love and faith and expectancy that the universe takes care of its own. The reason that we can give with joy, with hilarity, is because we know that the universe takes care of its own. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know that, Get there first. Right. And, you know, you and I have had a personal rule about lending money for a really long time. Mm -hmm. And we, if, if we are lending money or giving money, um, we do it with zero strings, with zero expectation of being paid back because that is on the other person. Mm -hmm. And we know that that money... If we give it, it's going to be given right back one way or the other. If that person chooses to pay us back, then that is wonderful and that it works just beautifully that way. But if they don't, we always get it back in another way and sometimes in better ways. So when that happens for us, we when you give freely with no strings and no ego and just knowing that the universe does take care of its own, it takes so much burden off of you. Yeah. It does make it easier to give. Well, it frees you from the burden of poverty thinking. Yeah. You know, you let go of that and understand that if there is only one presence and one power, every check you write is really a check to yourself anyway. Mm -hmm. Right? So stop worrying about it and let the natural boomerang-like quality of for every action there's an equal and opposite reaction. Let that be your truth. Right. Just remember what they taught you in grade school. You know, this is this is not hard. Give and you will receive. That has been proven out over and over again. Every moment of your life is evidence of that. So learn how to be that El Jefe. Learn how to go, you know what, how today can I let somebody know they're covered? Now that's important and let me be clear. It's not that you have to cover them. Let them know they're covered. You might need to demonstrate that. But find some way to let people know that, you know what, it's okay. I'm taken care of. It's all good. And that means taking action. Yeah, it does. I think that it's too easy 
to sit still and feel spiritually smug about the whole thing. When people say, I'm sending prayers when there's a bad thing, or, oh, there's this terrible tragedy. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to change my profile picture. And then they oh, feel yeah. like they did something. Yeah. And that that's the, the smallest little molecule. It's a nice sentiment, and I don't want to take that away from people that feel maybe helpless or don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I think that as a knee-jerk reaction, it's a fine thing. You know, to be to be holding that space for whatever tragedy or something that's going on, absolutely. You want to change your profile pic? Awesome. I'm not saying that that's but, inherently but, bad. No, but I but I I I use it as a stepping stone to do something. Because if, if you are really moved by stuff that that happened, you will get off of your butt and you will find a way to make it better. Get involved in outside organizations. Start talking to people. Write a letter to whoever is in charge, whether that's your Congress people or your local government or whatever it is. Show up. Well, I mean, think of your heroes. Think of any of your heroes. You know, whether they're uh, Nelson Mandela, and uh, Martin Luther King, Jesus, Gandhi, Mother Teresa. Think of any hero. I, I'd be hard-pressed to imagine them even being on Facebook, much less doing that. But the other thing is, can you imagine any of them in the face of some great injustice, some wrong that needed to be righted, some sick that needed to be healed? Can you imagine any of them saying, well, I'm going to stay right here, but I'm going to send you some good thoughts and some prayers? No. The thing about a hero is they get up and they do. Right. Well, guess what? It is time for you to be the hero of your story. You don't have to fix it, but you've got to show up for it. God will fix it, but you have to be an active channel, not a passive one. So much of prosperity, revolution, true love, whatever it is that you're going for, the secret is get up and be a part of it happening. Be the channel through which your miracle happens. Because the thing is, God doesn't happen to you. God can only happen through you. And that means you have to get up and do something about it. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with changing your profile picture or whatever, but that's the last piece of it. Right. But as we often say, God, you know, we are God that with hands, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's so important to remember to go and do, you know, we are the physical manifestations of this and it's our responsibility. It's our job title to take care and when you see an injustice or when you see something i mean i have a very hard time when when we go on our walks if there is a branch in the middle of the sidewalk i move it because i think oh gosh there's going to be a bike that doesn't see it and it could cause them some kind of accident i don't want somebody on rollerblades right and so you take a minute and you move the palm frond or you move the branch especially you know after our florida storms during the summer sometimes that happens you know and you you have a lot and sometimes the whole the whole walk is because we go out so early you know the whole walk is clearing the path for other people and i don't do it to go oh well nobody's gonna do this i i genuinely care about the people that are coming after me well, and it makes it it just makes it nicer for everything it's the fisher king it's the it's the you know i only knew that you were thirsty right i wasn't thinking about what kind of glory i would get or anything i said here's a thirsty guy i got this cup oh it turns out to be the grail doesn't matter right what matters is in this moment 
I'm not going to pass up an opportunity to serve. Yeah. And that's what this is. If you want to prosper, don't let those chances go. One of the things I remember from seminary that I think about all the time is do not pass up an opportunity to teach. Yes, absolutely. And I would even go further with that. Don't pass up an opportunity to to serve, to care, you know, not not just to teach because, you know, well, maybe it is. That's, that's what I'm, teaching that's, is, I, that's, You know, yeah. that's what I was saying because I was just thinking, again, going back to sort of the Ponfron example, if somebody sees me moving that out of the way, maybe the next time they see it, they'll move it out of the way too. And so you're right. I take it back. Yeah. But see, and, and that's that's the thing. It, it Just a minute of deciding. Right. You know, one of the things that being El Jefe means is I am the... the I'm aware of the sense of tradition. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're you mature enough. I'm not going to say old enough because, once again, it's nothing to do with no, chronology. Yeah. But I'm mature enough to be aware of that. And the word tradition means to carry forward. And so, in other words, it's it's me going, this is what I choose to carry forward. To carry forward. This is the seed of what was and what's going to be. And so it's a little bit like, you know, that Darwin, the survival of the fittest. The idea is I get to choose what is fit to continue. Mm-hmm. Did you know that you are a shepherd of every thought, every feeling that goes on in your mind and heart? You have a choice about what's going to happen next. And so many people don't know that. They think that, that their feelings are just a reaction to what's going on around them, that their thoughts are just a reaction to what's going on around them, and their life is just a reaction to what's going on around them. And that's very sad because you are not an amoeba. Well, and it, it's that cycle. And I think that people get in, into addicted to that cycle of whether it's a cycle of chaos or, or tragedies or whether it's just a cycle of the mundane. So it's like, okay, here we go around again. Okay, another day, the alarm goes off. Okay, I guess I got to get up and do this. Yeah. And you just go around They spend and their lives in reaction to yes. other things. But the reactive life feels so rotten because it's not true. Yeah. That's not really what's going on. And it's certainly not really who you are. If you take a minute and decide, you know what? I'm going to be a giver. Everything will change for you. Get to the place where you can say that to yourself when you're not when you're brushing your teeth because you can't talk with a toothbrush in your mouth. Right after that, mm-hmm. get to that place where you say, "You know what? I'm a giver today." Maybe maybe with the deodorant. Yeah, I maybe am. You're putting your deodorant. I'm going to give like, good I'm, smells, I'm a... and I'll see where that takes me. <laughs> no, but but take a minute and decide what you're going to carry forward because when you do that, what you're saying is, "I recognize that maybe my past isn't spotless." isn't perfect maybe there's some heartache there but you know what i'm here so something good came out of it even if that something good is just me something good came out of that past because you're here and and you know it's really funny because i'm sitting here thinking about traditions and you know i had a pretty interesting sometimes very rough childhood Mm-hmm. And the details don't matter. There was there was some pretty hard stuff that I that I ended up having to live through, and maybe one day we'll talk about it. But even still, there are traditions 
that I choose to carry forward and things that I have taught my children and things that how we celebrate some holidays and things like that. So even in the worst circumstances, even in not ideal situations, not ideal childhoods, um, not ideal relationships, there are still things that you can choose to carry forward and to preserve because not everything is horrible. You know, it's sort, you know, it's sort of the baby with the bathwater. And if you choose to go, okay, well, that whole thing of part of my life, I'm just going to choose to forget and throw out the window and it's no longer part of me. I don't think that you can really do that. I would say do a little bit of archaeology, go back, find the good stuff, carry that forward, and then you'll grow and then you'll learn and you won't have to repeat that stuff again. Well, but that's the thing. And this is one of the reasons, as we say over and over again, the heroes in scripture are always judges or shepherds. Mm -hmm. They're kings. They're people whose job it is to decide what's going to happen next. To safeguard their sheep, for example, to Mm -hmm. guide and to filter, really. And so if you decide, I am going to choose what gets carried forward in my life. I am going to choose the best of the past and move that forward into the future so that it can multiply. These are the seeds that I plant. If you do that, you break out of reactive living. There's a lot of people who are just repeating the same dysfunctional, addictive, abusive, toxic patterns over and over again because they don't know that they have the power to choose what happens next. So instead of that, they rehearse the same thing of, oh, my past is so terrible. And what they're really saying is, well, that must mean I'm terrible because I was in my past too. And, right. and so that doesn't do anything to break out of the cycle. But if you just take a moment and say, you know what, I'm going to choose what gets to survive the next generation. The, the, the BS ends with me mm-hmm. and peace begins with me just like we sing if i'm going to take a minute and go you know what i'm going to give what the world deserves and i look around and i see the people around me and i decide that they're worth something right like i said being grandma or grandpa whatever means loving so profoundly look i don't know what kind of experience everybody listening had with their grandma and grandpa and and i'm not talking about that exactly but think about that ideal situation Nobody loves you like your grandma and your grandpa. I mean, come on now. That's that's awesome because they they don't have to discipline you the way your parents do. So they get to just spoil oh, your rotten yes. and all of that. Oh man. Oh, I'm making lists. It's oh. it's like I'm 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 preparing. No. it's like Miles and Raina. Sorry, you're you're doomed because we are going to be amazing <laughs> grandparents. And that's part of how I get to that El Jefe uh, title. But Absolutely. anyway, the point is, think about that pure, hilarious, unstoppable love because I just adore adore you so much we are going to have some fun this summer you know that kind of thing can you give from that place now i'm not saying you gotta spend money you don't have i'm saying there is an unlimited supply of love in your heart of time you can spend of attention you can give of of compliments you can pay of moments Mm -hmm. find something Find something and be that El Jefe because that's what makes you the most interesting man or woman alive. Set yourself up to let somebody else know you're covered. So it's time for our Listen Up segment. And this is the part of the podcast where we answer questions 
from you guys. And, and we have been so blessed to have just so many that are sent in. And it's, it's, it's funny. Keep sending them in, oh, please, because please. I love reading them. And I love, I love getting to pick which one uh, we get to answer. But this week comes from uh, our friend Bobby in Tampa. And his question is, why do people use the word universe for God? Yeah, it's one of the names for God. Again. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And I love that question because it's something that we use all the time. Yeah, like I say, the universe takes care of its own. Right. You know, we and we do, and we're not particularly airy-fairy, woo-woo type of people. There are Mm-mm. certainly people that use that word a lot more and they're, you know, than, than we do. We tend to say God a lot. Mm-hmm. But universe is great because it's inherently gender neutral. Yes, which Uni- I like. Universe is great because it breaks out of the anthropomorphism. I love the phrase father, mother. Right, I, I do love too. that. I love to speak about God in terms of a loving parent. And that, that ticks all the boxes for me. But I recognize that sometimes people, when I say parental terms, and we talked about this in the past episode, but sometimes when I say parental terms, there are people that immediately zoom back to whatever not Hurt so awesome or, relationship yeah. they had with their yeah. parents. And so sometimes we just use universe because we're, we're trying to keep their eye on the ball. You know, it's like, okay, we're not talking about what you right. had going on with your upbringing. We're talking about the idea that there is this ultimately big thing. Right. I was going to say for me, especially when I'm talking with somebody that is coming from maybe an old idea of an old dude sitting in the sky kind of a god, when you use the term father or even father-mother or mother-father, you you picture, you have a picture in your yeah. head. And when we say the universe, the picture you get in your head is vastness, right. hugeness, bigness. And yeah. I think that that helps, sometimes helps people get over maybe an intellectual hump that they're trying to or a, or an intellectual plateau that right. they're trying to get over. And and I love that because even people who just cannot get past a sense of lack in their lives, whether it's lack of money, of love, of time, of health, of whatever, people who are just really stuck in limits. Mm-hmm. Even those people, if you tell them, well, the universe is infinite, they're usually pretty okay with that idea. Mm-hmm. So if I can start with a concept of infinite bigness that you're okay with, well, now we got something to talk about. Right. And I think that that unity, mm-hmm. that's something that we have in common, is a starting place. And that's that's the thing. In any relationship, in any dialogue, find the thing that you agree on. Then you got something, that, uh, you know, then exactly. you have something so, you can work from. Well, and actually, I think in answer to your question, Bobby, I think that that's really... For me, that's really where it starts. I use the phrase universe because it is a statement of common ground. Because the thing is, if I say universe, I'm implying all kinds of things. Once again, it's that infinity that we talked about. But in the universe, it's really easy to get your head around a sense of bigness. You can talk about, well, how many stars are in the sky? We can talk about how many grains of sand. We can talk about blades you know, of grass, blades of grass, of, and the on one trees, that I yeah. lean on an awful lot because I just love it so much is the how many apples are in an apple. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got one apple and there's seeds in the apple. You plant the seeds, you get an apple tree with a whole bunch of apples and the seeds in those, and so on and so forth. Everybody can look at that and go, "Wow, the universe does that." 
Mm-hmm. It just it's it's reality. That's what we're saying. God is our reality. It's the universe in which we live. And so I would rather use the word God. I would rather use father, mother. And the reason I like the parental terms is because they imply love mm-hmm. when the universe doesn't necessarily. It can seem cold sometimes. Exactly right. so. But it's a matter of, here's the thing. You may not have a sense of what father, mother seems like, mm-hmm. but you have a sense of standing under an infinite sky. Well, I also think it's whoever you're talking to. Yeah. It, you know, it's like know your audience. If you're if you're trying to get your point across, you know, you're going to want to use vocabulary or terminology that is familiar to them or is relatable to them. Right. And I think it's it, it really is that's about it for for me yeah. anyway. That's well, it does it's not that complicated. Yeah, and it's not complicated in the sense that God doesn't care about brand recognition. Well, we always say, you know, the universe doesn't speak English. Exactly. You know? And so it, this is not about, if I say the magic name, then God will like me. Mm-hmm. This is about understanding that all of my praise can only go one place. Right. There is just God. And whether you call him, you know, God or universe or spirit or Joe Pesci, mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter as long as you're talking about this concept of unstoppable, unlimited ever present not distant love so it doesn't really matter what words you use how do you express this concept of infinity el jefe Ooh. there you go Uh oh is that sacrilegious All right, so it's time to uh, check it out. And this is when we talk about the places that we're going to be and the stuff that we're doing and how you can be a part of it. As always, you can go check out our website, unitysociety.com slash events to get more details and links and addresses and phone numbers and all that kind of stuff about what we're doing. So we're just going to hit the high points right now. Um, First thing I want to talk about is July 5th. Yes. That is the Coffee House Concert at Neighborhood Joe. There is an event on our Facebook. Go find us on Facebook. Go find the event. You can get all the address and the details there. Or you can always just email email us, like Dieter said. Yeah. Or you but, can just Google for Neighborhood Joe St. Petersburg if you want to go about it. However you do it, the deal is that we are taking over this amazing coffee house on... Uh, on Wednesday, uh, July 5th. From, from 6, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Yeah. And the kids are going to be putting on um, a concert, and it's just really going to be neat. And they have worked so hard. And it's a win-win because the, you can tell we're really excited about it. We're both talking, talking, talking. <laughs> but it's a win-win because the deal is that you, it's open to the public. You come in, you get a cup of coffee or whatever, and you sit and you listen to these kids who are so talented. Of course, our children, Miles and Raina, are going to be there. Uh, them and uh, their friend Cameron, who has been in the Youth of Unity forever, he's their drummer. They're kind of going to be the house band, but there's a number of teens who are so talented. So you get to go be there and let these kids know, wow, I support you and I applaud you, which is a great honor to be able to do, talking about being a giver. But anything you put in the tip jar goes to help send these kids to our summer conference. And so you get something out of it. They get something out of it. They get to serve, but also to be taken care of. And also, Neighborhood Joe is a brand new coffee house in the neighborhood. 
And it has stuff like that has the power to absolutely transform a community. It does. And I'm just I'm rooting for them to do well. Absolutely. You know? so, so support all the way around. Come out and yes. see us. Wednesday, July 5th from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. We'd love to see you there. No admission required. Just nope, show just up. just show up. And you don't have to be there the whole night. Come in, get a cup of coffee, listen to a couple songs, drop a fiver in the tip jar, and go about your business. Whatever you need to do, we're going to be there all night. So if you want to run into uh, the Randolph clan, that's a good place to do it. Uh, the next time you can see us is July 9th, and we will be at the Unity of Orlando. We'll be doing our branching in talk there for both services. And a book signing after. And a book signing after, so come see us there. And by the way, <laughs> this is so crazy, it's all dovetailing, but 100% of the proceeds from our book... Uh, for the whole month of June and the whole month of July. Mm -hmm. So that means... If you go to Amazon, if you come find us and buy a book from us personally, however that however that works, but 100% of the proceeds from our book sales are going to help the kids go to summer conference this year. And there's details about that summer conference at unitysociety.com slash summer. It talks about how amazing it is. It talks about ways that you can help send kids. They really do need your help, and they deserve your help. And then you'll be flying solo on July 30th um, at First Unity. You're going to be doing the service there. And then on August 13th, we'll be doing our another branching in workshop and service, and that is at the Unity of Port Ritchie. Mm -hmm. And by the way, those dates for the summer conference are uh, July 23rd through the 28th. As always, we have two... Uh, Sunshine celebrations every week. Is that what we call them? St. Pete Sunshine Celebrations. I like the alliteration. Well, we are the, we're the Sunshine City. It's true. That's what In Saint the Sunshine Pete. State. We ought to be the capital of Florida. Right. But anyway, um, we'll work on that next time. But anyway, um, what that means is every Wednesday morning at 7.20 in the morning, we meet at North Shore Beach, and you can Google for North Shore Beach, downtown St. Petersburg. But anyway, we meet there, we walk along the water, most of the time we see dolphins out there and it's always just gorgeous. We walk along the water, we walk through to downtown and we stop at our favorite coffee place, get a cup of joe and uh, walk back. And it's, it's a leisurely walk, it's not a power walk or anything like that, but we do about four miles which goes by really quick. Well, and what I like about doing it that early is that you don't get the heat of the day yet, no. especially summer in Florida. And there's always a breeze just, by the water. Right. It can be oppressive, but you know, if you're thinking it's too hot out right now, it really isn't by the water or that early in the morning. It really has been lovely lately, and it, even though we're into July at this and point. And it takes, it takes about an hour. Mm -hmm. So you will get back in time to go to work probably, you know, whatever you're doing, that kind of thing. But anyway, it's just it's just a lot of fun. No big deal. But we, we actually, we talk about a lot of important stuff. We wrote our first book, or at least the, a big part of it, during those walks, you know, that sort of thing. So it, it's, it's a neat time. So that's every Wednesday at 720 North Shore Beach. And then every Sunday evening, and this time changes because of the universe, but about a half hour before sunset, we meet... At, at St. Petersburg Beach. We park at the uh, Dolphin Village parking lot and we go a little bit south of that public beach access. You'll see us down there 100 yards or so south of that access a half hour before sunset for our sunset celebration. And once again, no big deal. We just, we gather and we just sort of, we're there together and we share a little bit about the next week and what we got going on. And mostly it's just a time for fellowship and hanging out and then we go get ice cream. So that's every, every Sunday evening, about a half hour before sunset. And your phone knows when the sun sets, just ask it. 
I also want to tell you about Thursday nights. We do a Facebook Live and pretty soon a YouTube Live um, version of our Bible discussion. We have a Bible discussion group that comes to our house every Thursday nights, but you can watch it live on Facebook at 8 p.m. every Thursday nights. You can write in questions. You can chat in questions. It has been really, really awesome to be able to communicate with people all over the country when they're on and they're watching and listening. And it's just been really nice for even our group in the house to know that we are just not the people in the house, that we are that we are touching so many different people's lives. Yeah, we get people so, writing in from Kentucky. And, right, exactly. And just all over the place. It's so and, much fun. And I think that we really are touching on some very interesting Bible discussions and, and a, a really wonderful Bible lesson by you. Every every week it's it gets better and better. So come join us and you will not be sorry. And the next announcement I want to give, and I know it's mysterious, but next week we will say more about it, perhaps. Yes, I think that we're going to dedicate the entire podcast next week to what's up to what to this to this big thing that we've all been but talking about. For now, let me just plant the seed and say that if you are anywhere near the St. Petersburg, Florida area, you need to pencil in uh, Sunday morning of August twenty seventh. You're going to want to be around. You're going to want to join us August 27th, Sunday morning. You'll see why. So, Dieter, let's wrap it up. No matter what you call it, the universe takes care of its own. Each and every moment, in a million different ways, the universe is moving forward. You are growing and healing and getting better and smarter. You can't unthink a thought. You can't ungrow. You're only going forward. Time's arrow points in one direction, so to speak. You're getting better all the time. And the way to be conscious of that, the way to drive that and, and enjoy the ride, the way to make the story of your life a comedy instead of a tragedy, is to be conscious of that fact. The way to be conscious of that fact is to set yourself up to be a giver. The universe gives to you. God, your infinitely loving mother, father, God, gives to you in so many ways. And the way to, to demonstrate that family resemblance, the way to live out your birthright, the way to get your inheritance, if you want to think of it that way, is to be a giver too. In big ways and in small ways, whether it's just getting the door for the person behind you, at the coffee shop, whether it's just exchanging a smile, a genuine look in the eye of the cashier at the grocery store, whether it's, you know what, you can let that person in in traffic. You can pay a compliment. You can give a flower. You can give a smile. You can put an extra buck in the tip jar when the barista does something good. Let somebody know they're covered. Because in one way or another, you are reminding them that the universe is a place of plenty. Be a river to your people. That's how to be like your father, your mother, the universe. This podcast is recorded on the Orange Couch at Pinfeather Studios. And the sound engineer, the director of Pinfeather Studios, and somebody who I just noticed on the wall has put up a note from one of her students that says, you are the best guitar teacher ever. Did you know we're in a room owned by the best guitar teacher ever? Is the amazing, the handsome and strong Raina Randolph. 
and uh, she is one half of the music you hear. The other half is the lovely and talented Miles Randolph. He is a rock star as well, and we are so glad to know them. We'd like you to know that this podcast is solely supported by you, our listeners. And by gum, you know what that means. It means two things. It means, first of all, we need you to share this podcast. Send somebody a link. Send everybody a link. Post it on your Facebook page. Do something to let people know. When you go to our website and you read a blog post, if you like it, let somebody else know about it. We make it as easy as we can for you to click that link, to tweet it, to Facebook it, to like it, to email it, whatever you need to do. There's lots of ways. Share what we're doing. And the other thing that, that we would love for you to do that makes all the difference in the world for us, that takes you eight seconds to do but can make such a huge impact on what we do, is to go and write us a good review. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever it is, there is an affordance for you to go and write a five-star review. If you do that, it helps keep us in circulation. It helps let new people know about us. It helps the people who promote us to keep promoting us and so on and so forth. So do those two things. Share this right now. Write a five-star review right now, and you are helping us in immeasurable ways. Thanks for listening this week. Have an amazing time, and we will hear from you, and you'll hear from us next week.